Welcome back to the episode. And in today's episode, y'all, um, I'm recording with one of my mics and it's not the best mic. So hopefully it doesn't cut off because if it does cut off, that will suck. <laughs> but we'll still continue on with the podcast as always because we don't stop. <clears throat> and I'm actually trying to invest in better equipment for the podcast because this mic is not cutting it. Um, and I'm kind of a stickler when it comes to podcasts, uh, with podcast episodes, because I like the sound to be, I don't like, I don't like a crappy sound. You know, I like my podcast to sound crisp. You know, when I listen to a podcast, it's, it, it, I like it to sound rich, the sound, when it to sound rich. I, I I like to hear like that. Is it ASMR? I like I like that. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all just heard, but there was a car honking in the background, y'all. Do y'all know how hard it is to record a podcast in New York City in the Bronx? Like it's hard as hell because people be loud. It be dumb loud for no reason. <laughs> but I digress. All right, so two things I want to talk about today. I'm looking at my notes here. The first one, I think I alluded to before. I mentioned it before. Uh, So the first one is establishing habits in 21 days. If y'all don't know, I currently hold 21-day challenges in which the goal is to start having healthier habits in 21 days. You know, some people end up losing around three pounds, which is pretty healthy. It's like a pound a week. Uh, You know, I always encourage one pound a week. If you're trying to lose weight, one pound a week is good. Two, it's a little bit you're over. I wouldn't say overdoing it, but that's like the most I I would recommend, you know, like two pounds per week is the most I'll recommend. I would never tell somebody to to lose more than two pounds. more than two pounds a week because it gets unhealthy and unsustainable, right? And so the reason why I like doing these 21-day challenges is because people always say, oh, it's hard to start something new. It's hard to start a, 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 like something, a new habit and it only takes y'all if you y'all really look at the science of it it only takes 21 days 3 weeks to start something completely new and i'm not even talking about you know i'm not even talking about going to the gym you know of course the topic of the the, the theme of this podcast is fitness however this can be applicable to any area of your life, right? So, you know, let's say you want to read more, right? So you can start off by reading. If, if, you're, if you're a hesitant, I'm saying I work at a library, so bear with me. <laughs> Aside from being a trainer, I'm also a librarian, I know. That is an odd dichotomy, but I digress. So let's start. Let's say you're reluctant. You don't like reading, right? 
you, you want to pick it up slowly, right? You can start off by reading 10 pages a day, right? And then you progress and then it becomes a habit. Then you'll read more than 10 pages, right? So what I'm trying to get at is that it only takes 21 days to create something brand new, to start a whole new habit. To start a whole new habit, it only takes 21 days. And so I want to talk about some things that you, and I, I made a reel about this on in Instagram. And basically, I talked about a couple of things. I made it, of course, it's a reel, so I made it fast. So here are some basic things that you can do to start building habits, new, new healthier habits in 21 days. Number one is the most basic of the most basic. Drink more water. Yes, at least people usually say a gallon. Not everybody can go for aim for a gallon. Not everybody could drink a gallon. Uh, I would say aim for at least half a gallon, you know? And this is this is so this is such this is like the mo the bare minimum of health. And it's like one of the most important things. Being properly hydrated. You know, I work out a lot. And one day, I started noticing that I would, I was, of course, like, so I knew I was dehydrated, but I didn't know that dehydration leads to cramps, right? So one day, I was with a, when I used to work at Equinox, I was with a, I was with a colleague and he told me, our, I told him that I'm always dehydrated at the, like, not that I'm always dehydrated, but I told him that I had, I always suffer with cramps, like, especially in the back of my calves, uh, I get like cramps, right? Um. And so he told me, do you drink water, enough water? And I'm just like, well, I mean, I think I do because I, I, I mean, at least I thought I, I drank a lot of water. Apparently I didn't because I was kept on cramping. And so I started, and also I take medication. Um, I take medication, but my medication makes me dehydrated. And, you know... It's, uh, it, it, it's just affect, it, it affects my hydration, right? I'm always dehydrated. My lips are, I always have to put on chapstick, a lot of chapstick. My lips are always dry. And so, so I started drinking more water, more than, so instead of drinking a half a gallon, which is what I usually aim for, at least half a gallon, I started drinking almost a gallon of water a day, right? It wasn't easy at first. You would think that it was easy to chug a gallon of water. But y'all, I'm five feet. I'm a little ass person <laughs> drinking a whole gallon of damn water. Um, but, you know, I didn't 
know that I wasn't like, even as a trainer, I didn't, I didn't know that I wasn't properly hydrated. A lot of us are not properly hydrated. And, you know, it, especially if you take medication, I would highly recommend, if, if you take medication and it causes dehydration, I would say even drink more water, right? And so that was the first thing I did. And this is like my first, this is like the most basic tip that I can give you. Drink more water. Drink more water. I know everybody says that eight glasses a day. Nah, fuck that. Drink more than eight glasses of water, okay? Don't do the bare minimum because if you take medication, you're probably going to be a little bit dehydrated, especially if you're if if your medication makes you dehydrated. So drink more water. Another thing that I would say, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this in my in my Instagram reel, but another thing is reading the ingredients to what you buy, reading the label. Yes. If so, I don't know if you guys don't know, but I'm vegan. I'm plant based. I like saying plant based. Um, I get the side eye when people say vegan. When I say vegan, I get the side eye from people. <laughs> I get judged. Um, it's okay. I don't judge y'all. Even if y'all eat animal products, I don't judge y'all. Like, seriously. Um, but for some reason, when I say I'm vegan, people always have, like, something smart to say. It's okay. You know, I got used to the vegan jokes. But anyways, I'm plant-based. And so before I... So I got into... The, when I started getting more into health and wellness, right? When I started getting more into health and wellness... I started reading the ingredients, the back of the label, right? Um, I started reading the ingredients more in the back of the label, and so I was made more. I was made more conscious of the things that I was consuming. So I was doing that when I got into health and wellness. Then, when I became plant based, when I became vegan, it just amplified because. I, a lot of products that appear to not have animal products actually sometimes have animal products and we don't know. Y'all, I, if I don't, if, if it's not a fruit or a vegetable or if it's, it doesn't have a label that says vegan on it, I'm going to read the ingredients. But you don't have to be, you don't have to be a vegan to actually start doing that. You can start reading the nutritional facts of uh, of of foods that you eat by just reading. You could just start reading the label. You can just start reading the label, and you will be once you start reading the nutritional facts. You're going to be aware of what you're consuming. And for example, people don't know that two tablespoons of peanut butter, just if you know what a tablespoon is, 
it is a very little amount. It is a very little amount. Two tablespoons of peanut butter, 200 calories. Yes, and this is, I know this because I am the peanut butter queen. I love peanut butter. I I could put peanut butter almost on anything and it'll taste good. <laughs> um, speaking of, I just made uh, oatmeal peanut butter cookies. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, y'all, like, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Like, follow me at, on Instagram, Fitness Efficient at fitness efficient and i put uh i post recipes on there also so anyways um so that was an example of, you know reading the nutritional reading the label reading the label nutritional facts of things yes very important because y'all most of our food is highly processed a lot of it you know, and I try to keep the processed food to a minimum. I try the whole raw vegan thing, eating just raw food. It was a depressing life. I like y'all. I don't. I. I like. I. I I'm sorry. I just. I can't. I can't. <laughs> like. I. I love being vegan. I love being plant based. But like raw vegan. No, I think I'll pass on that. You know, I eat a lot of I eat a lot of my whole foods, but I need my cooked foods. You know, I I love my cooked foods. But um, you know, when you start reading the labels of things, you you start being aware of what you're actually consuming, and a lot of people don't like to know because people are enraptured by the taste. Is that a word? Enraptured? Yes, I think it is. <laughs> People are enchanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a better word, but people are enchanted by the taste of food that they don't read the freaking label. Like, and it's okay. I'm not judging because I was one of those people. Like, I was one of those people. Like, y'all, I used to eat, I used to love eating flaming hot Cheetos. Oh my God. But then. TMI. When I used to use the bathroom, I used to eat so many, so much flaming hot Cheetos that, like, when I would use the bathroom, the waste that would come out was like flaming hot Cheeto color. Like I'm dead ass serious. Like TMI, but that that is how much. And it's like, that's not stuff. It's not good. Like, if you look at some of these ingredients, like red number 40 and all these food colorings, they're not not good. And so, like, my second tip is if you want to get, if you want to start, if you want to build healthier habits in three weeks, the sec, my second thing is read the nutrition label. And if you're trying to reduce animal consumption, Read the also the uh, ingredients, not just the nutritional facts. Fun fact. Um, so I don't know if you guys know the bodybuilder. He's very famous, very overrated. Greg Doucette, right? He was talking about calories, right? And like when some when something is when something is 
zero calories, technically that's an estimation. It's usually like three calories. So what I'm trying to allude is that even the even the nutritional facts are sometimes a little off. Uh, so it's usually a little bit more than what it says. So like two tablespoons of peanut butter is two hundred is two hundred calories. It could be a little bit more than that. Um, well, it's it's one hundred and ninety calories, two tablespoons of peanut butter, but it could be closer to two ten. You know, uh, just because I believe the 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 what what he had mentioned was is that the calories they you have to round them up uh because the calorie measurement because that's what a calorie a calorie is a calorie is a measurement of energy right a calorie is a measurement of energy so you know though the calories are sometimes not measured accurately uh what's on the label is not always necessarily accurately accurate sorry so yeah even if the label is not 100% accurate it's still good to know what you're consuming and then the third thing about starting a new habit is y'all this one is like the easiest one but it's one that people struggle with a lot it literally requires to do nothing Yes, you guessed it. Sleep. Sleep is important. And I had to tell this to myself because, y'all, I be falling asleep on this podcast sometimes. And <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this, but I've, I've fallen asleep during the podcast before. In the last episode, we were talking about, I was with, uh, doing an episode with, uh, with my teammate Antonio, uh, and I, I literally dozed off for a minute. But you know, I record late today. Today I'm off from work. Today I'm off from work today. So, y'all, yeah, I'm off from work. So I took advantage of it. Wanted to be more productive, and so i recorded earlier today instead of recording at 10 o'clock i recorded at what is it it's eight o'clock as we speak and i am fully awake and of course you know i i am hiring a podcast editor um to you know to, <laughs> to edit those things those things like that out uh, i do have a podcast editor um I just haven't been editing my podcast. You know, I've been doing this. I haven't had a podcast editor and he reached out to me. So it's something that I'm going to invest in, of course, because, you know, I just like podcasts in general. And so I really want to give y'all the best quality of sound that I can. Um, and, and if that requires buying a more expensive mic, then... That'll do that if that requires just investing in an editor. That's also that's a note. That's also you know something that I'm willing to do, of course. But anyways, so sleep. Sleep is important for weight loss. When you're sleeping, your body's in a fasted state. So when you wake up, 
and you eat breakfast, you're breaking that fast. Breakfast. Breakfast. You're breaking that fast, right? So, you know, it's... uh. Yeah, sleep. You know, I, I've i been getting, I've been waking up a little bit later, right? I don't wake up at 5 a.m. anymore. Like, ah, I, I, sorry, I don't wake up at 4 a.m. anymore. I'm sorry. I can't do that shit. <laughs> I can't do no 4 a.m. Like, I could barely do 5. I, I Okay, I could barely do 5. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, and sometimes, you know, I, I so I've been going to the gym at six o'clock and six o'clock for me, that's late going to the 6 a.m. I mean, and I mean, 6 a.m. I'm not saying 6 p.m. I said 6 a.m. Going to the gym at 6 a.m. That's late. That's late. Um, And yeah, that's that's late for me. Because I'm used to, you know, going to the gym at five. When you go at six, for me, that's late. But then I tell myself, I tell myself, you know, it's okay going a little bit later to the gym. If I get to sleep a little bit more, right? It's it's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with sleeping a little bit more. And also, can we talk about how sleep is so important to see to seeing gains? To seeing those gains from the gym, right? Can we talk about that? Yeah. You know, we want to be at the gym, 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 and not sleep, sleep, sleep. And then we're just like, well, why is my booty not growing? Well, why is my biceps not growing? Or what? My back is not growing. Like, whatever. Are you assessing how much, how much sleep you're getting? Are you getting at least seven hours? I know I'm not. I get six. And that's if I'm lucky. I get six hours. Usually, I, I'm i trying to strive for eight. But, y'all, your girl be busy. Your girl be busy. So, you know, I don't have eight hours to spare. You know, trying to build a business and training clients and, you know, also having a regular nine-to-five job. Yes, I have a nine-to-five job. As I mentioned, I'm a librarian. I work out in Carajolan, Brooklyn. Uh, if you're Spanish, you know what Carajolan means. It means, if you ever heard of the phrase, West Bubba Fuck, that's what it translates to. But anyways, um, y'all, so I work very far, and it's, it, it is a challenge to, I have a two-hour commute by train. Yes, train, almost a two-hour commute, an hour and 30 minutes. Yes, yes. But I like my job, right? 
but I also like being a coach as well. But anyways, you know, I'm doing all these things, the podcast as well. You know, I wish I could record, I could pump out more podcast episodes more frequently. And I'm probably going to record one tomorrow, but it's hard, y'all. It's hard. And and it's not, it's, and it's hard establishing new habits, but it's doable. You know, people say it's hard, but it's, it, 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 it is very doable, you know? Um, yeah, so don't underestimate the power of sleep. Sleep is very important. And these are all very basic things that I'm telling y'all. Like, these are not even, this is not even actually the hard stuff. This is not like, this is not like the actual, an actual, following an actual challenging fitness program this is not like um this is not none of that these are very basic things but we don't very basic things that a lot of us struggle with why do we struggle with them I don't know. Why do we struggle with them? You know, maybe it's life. But anyways, the, let's see, what's the next habit that I can think of that is essential to starting your health and wellness journey that could build a new habit in, in 21 days? I could get into the nutritional aspect of it. Well, let's get into it. You know, protein. Consuming more protein in your diet. More protein. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to not to eat your chicken, not to eat steak. No, I'm not here to convert y'all. But whatever protein you decide to consume, make sure you're getting enough of it. Make sure... You're getting enough of that protein, of enough protein, right? It's another simple habit. This one is not so, it's simple, but it's not simple. What do I mean? A lot of people don't know that they should be eating more protein if they want to see results at the gym. And it, and it comes down to a specific Everybody's body is different, right? So, you know, the amount of grams that you might need in protein for you is going to look totally different for somebody else, right? It's just, it just is, right? So, what I'm trying to say is, depending on your goal, If your goal is weight loss, or if you want to gain weight, eating more protein is just, like, important. Just consuming more protein. And those are some of the things that I can think of 
you know, some of the most basic things, you know, drinking water, sleeping more. Another one, lastly, let's talk about the last one. This one, this one might be, uh, oh, really? It might be one of those. Journaling. Journaling is important. Like, yes, it's a healthy habit. It's a healthy habit. It's great for your mental health, especially if you don't have a therapist. I believe everybody should have access to a therapist, but that is just my opinion. No, you are not crazy if you go to a therapist. You're just a self-aware person that likes to talk to that likes to talk some shit. You know, and get your feelings out. Right? You are not crazy. You're self-aware. So journaling is very important. I think it makes you a more conscientious person. Right? It makes you more self-aware of your habits. Sometimes I tell my clients to get a food journal to track their habits. You can do food journaling. You can do that too. Or you can just do regular journaling and just journal. Like, just regular journaling. And it's so therapeutic. Um, writing things you have gratitude for. And yeah, people, people might think that it's not something that has to do with health and wellness, but guess what? Your mental health matters, right? It does matter. Especially, I'm talking also to, you know, communities of color, specifically, because I'm Hispanic and there's within my community we don't really we we kind of still stigmatize mental health you know i guess that's what i'm trying to say you know in the latino community still kind of stigmatize mental health and yeah so journaling and that is going to try I'm going to transition now talk about I'm going to talk about this next topic cuz I said I was going to talk about two things and I think the journaling and talking about therapy and mental health is going to we're going to talk about working out when you have depression yeah because it's it fucking sucks Working out with depression, it fucking sucks, bro. <laughs> like it fucking does. Like you're lifting heavy weights and you already feel you mentally feel like shit and you're lifting heavy shit, you feel like more shit. I know because I struggle with depression all the time and I know this feeling. But I think it might be harder for you if you're newer to the gym 
So like, let's say you're new, you're, you, you struggle with depression and you're a new gym goer. It might be more challenging for you to push through that. And the only thing that I can tell you is having, and I've mentioned this before, is having a strong why. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you want to, is it because you want to be a better parent? You want to be able to chase after your kids, run after your kids, play catch, whatever. Um, Is it because of that? You know, what is your why? Because I'm telling you, it fucking sucks working out with depression. It sucks. It, it you it like you struggling with depression at the gym at five a.m. I just want to be in my fucking bed and like not interact with anyone when I'm feeling depressed. Honestly, I just want to be alone and eat peanut butter. But I know that that is my why. I want to be. Okay, a lot of y'all don't know, but I take care of my mom. My mom's 75 years old. And I basically look after her. I'm her kind of like a carekeeper. Uh, And she lives with me. So I have to be at my healthiest to be able to take care of her. If I'm not okay mentally, right? If I'm not okay mentally... Or physically, how can I take care of my mom who relies on me? You know? And so, knowing your why will definitely help with that, with you know, with working out with depression at the gym, because, yo, when you struggle with depression and you're working out, and on top of that, you're not seeing no results, I don't blame people for quitting, because that shit is mad fucking discouraging, bro, like, sorry for the other cursing, but, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's horrible, you have to, you're struggling with depression, you're not seeing results at the gym, you know, you just, you, you feel physically in pain. You just want to be home and in your bed. And I get it because I've been there a lot. I've been there and it's not a good feeling. But one thing I can tell you is once you have a strong why, And once you build that habit, you are unstoppable in general. Like if you have, if you struggle with depression, right, but you still show up at the gym, you still show up at your job. You still do the things that you need to do because you know your why. And your why depends whatever your why is and whatever it is that you're trying to build a habit in. 
You are unstoppable. And I'm not here. I'm not here to. I'm not a. I'm not a. Y'all, I'm not a motivational speaker. Like I'm not. I'm not. I know. I know some great motivational speakers and some great mindset coaches. But that's that is not me. That's not me. But I can tell y'all from experience that you know establishing a positive mindset. That establishing that habit, a positive mindset, that has been one of the most challenging habits for me. And it's one that I haven't fully mastered yet. I've gotten I've gotten great at it. I've done amazing improvements. I've done amazing self-development. I've come a long way. I've come a long way and yeah, I'm not like, I have a friend who's a great mindset coach and I kind of admire him because this, this, this person is very charismatic. They're always positive, always impacting people. You know, impacting people in a positive way, of course. But that's not me. You know, if I could, I, I, I love to impact other people's lives. You know, if I can impact your life with just one episode, if 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 my podcast impacts you or makes you feel good, and when I mean impact, I don't mean like, oh my god, drastically changed my life. You know, if I made you feel good, if I made you chuckle, you know, if I impacted you in that kind of way. You know, that makes me feel good too. But you know, working out with depression, it's hard. And I've mentioned this before, but I have bipolar disorder. So yeah, you know, when you have bipolar disorder, you kind of go through a range of motions and if you don't know how to regulate them they will control you and it will be very it'll be very difficult for you to maintain relationships or do anything for that matter all right so cardio i know i'm always so I, so i'm so i'm a meathead right i'm a, i'm a real big meathead I like lifting my weights. I like lifting my weights. I like grunting, you know, <laughs> when I'm, you know, working out. But when I'm running, y'all, let me tell y'all, I don't like running. I don't even run for the train. I don't like running. But when I run on the treadmill, after I'm finished running on the treadmill, I feel amazing. When I after I do kickboxing, which is my, another the other type of cardio that I do, I love kickboxing. Um, you know, when I do kickboxing, I feel amazing. You know, for me, in relationship to fitness, cardio elevates my mood. 
of course, I love strength training too. Of course, like that's always going to be, you know, I'm always going to be looking for the booty gains, right? And the upper body gains, you know, big biceps, big shoulders, you know what I'm saying? But really the cardio, it's really what regulates my mood, keeps my mood regulated. A lot of people are shocked when I tell them that I'm bipolar. They're like, oh, you're like the most calm person. Yuck. In the outside, I'm very well composed. In the inside, I'm just like, ah. That's that's literally my mind all the time. But no, I'm mostly, you know, I'm pretty regulated with my emotions. I, I have a, through the years of therapy and medication, right, and self-awareness, I've become very, and also age, you know, you get older, you know, well, actually age doesn't have anything to do with it because I know a lot of people that are older than me and are not emotionally intelligent, very intelligent or very emotionally regulated, but that's another story. But anyways, cardio as a, in conjunction to taking medication and therapy and journaling, cardio is has been a great way for me to combat depression. You know, you feeling a little bit down? Take a walk on the... If you don't have, if you're struggling with depression and you don't want to go to the gym and you don't want to do any type of physical activity, you know what? Go outside, put on a podcast, put on my podcast, Fitness Efficient, hey. Or you could put whatever it is. You could put your favorite music, meditation, whatever, and just walk. Especially if it's a sunny day out. It's been proven that the sun improves your mood. You know, and it's spring season, y'all. By the way, tourist season. Shout out to all my bull gangs out there, to all my bull gangs, to all my tourists out there. Y'all know I already got my birthday coming up, May 17th. So if you don't know, y'all now y'all know May 17th is my birthday. Um, and I'm actually I don't know what to do, but I know I'm gonna spend it alone this year because uh I don't know, I might spend it alone. Uh I don't know, last year wasn't the best, and I and I spent it with friends and it wasn't the best. So sometimes it's all sometimes it's also better to be alone or to just be with not to be with a group of people, maybe just another person just to be there with you. But anyways, so these things, you know, depression is, in, depression in, in general is, is, is challenging, right? And, and no, it does not mean you're crazy. Just depression is just fucking depression. You know, you don't have to be crazy to have depression. I, I'm i going to stop saying the word crazy because I'm triggering myself. Having depression doesn't make you mentally ill. It doesn't make you an other. You're not weird. You're not, you're not sick. 
it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Just like anxiety. A lot of people struggle with anxiety too. And the gym isn't struggling with anxiety in the gym is another thing. But, you know, I don't want to turn this into a better help ad. <laughs> they should sponsor me, though. But anyways, y'all, you know, I hope that this podcast episode has provided some value to you or at least some entertainment to, you know, some entertainment. Because now that I'm, you know, you know, talking about depression, I don't want to leave off on a sad note. But I hope this episode helped. And I hope this episode entertained you, made you laugh. And yeah, guys, until the next one.